everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Wednesday, September 7th. It is 2022. We have six baseball games to talk about here on today's main slate. And I'm joined today by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, what's happening, my friend? Oh, just, just crushing baseball towards the end of the season, getting ready for some football. Boy, am I excited. I've already got like 15 bets out there. Did you bet Miami? Uh, that's a very popular pick, it seems like, this week. Really? Yeah, I've seen a lot of people um, write up Miami bets this week. Okay. I, 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 did, I did not expect that. I mean, as a Dolphins fan, I, I would never bet on the Dolphins. I was just curious if you had bet on them or not. That's all. Uh, I don't think I have a I, You know me. I mostly do props. Yeah, well... That's where the money's at. Football props and basketball props, man. Um, money. Strikeout props and baseball are are fun too. And um you've been crushing some home run props. No, but... dude, I'm so pissed. Flat hit one to the warning track and I had him at plus five seventy five. Oh. That's always fun. Um is there so have you done any before we get into this, because it's small slate and we're gonna cruise through it, have you done any um fantasy football? You said you've done one draft? I'm doing a draft once we're done with this. <laughs> okay. I have I have not looked into much fantasy football at all. But... The Roto Grinders um one tonight that we've been doing for years. Um and and there like every like one of my highest draft drafted like best ball people is Devon or uh Devonte Parker and I feel like I've gotten him everywhere it's crazy but we'll see how it pays out but if Devonte Parker has a good year um my best ball team should do really well cuz I got him late a lot but let's uh let's jump in like I said six games we're going to breeze through this slate pitching is kind of all over the place today i mean there's a couple options that seem pretty good and then i mean there's some really bad pitchers on this slate so we don't have like a true ace i don't think on this slate either i mean darvish maybe manoa maybe they're good pitchers i don't know if i'd call them like elite pitchers though yeah you have you have tier 1b going at the top of the slate today yeah that's a good way to put it all right let's get into it toronto baltimore this game um Currently at seven and a half, and the Blue Jays a one fifty favorite. Manoa and Dean Kramer. Any interest here in Alec Manoa? Not a ton. It's kind of the price tag again. You mentioned that there's not really a ton of guys that you want to go with up at the top. It is not a bad match of going up against Baltimore, but he just doesn't have that massive strikeout ability. Just sitting around slightly above league average. Not great going up against lefties. Going to face what three, four of them in this spot here. So I don't really see the upside to pay off that 10.5 K price tag. He's kind of just outdone his uh, XFIP pretty drastically all season long. And maybe he's just a guy that does that probably will continue. It's just a 10.5 K price tag for a guy who's only striking out 23% of hitters is not really worth it. In my opinion, Um, when you can get Javier, when you get Darvish, when you can get Montgomery, he's been just crushing it recently. Um, I'd rather get my upside somewhere else, but there's not really a ton of options down to pay down for. So it could be a double barreling top tier pitchers on the slate just because everything else is kind of trash. It's a lot of cheap bats today. Um, 
it's not going to be hard to double barrel pitcher because there's some bad pitching and some cheap bats. But I, I think Manoa is okay. He's not the best option on the slate. His strikeout upside is way higher against righties. And like Grant was saying, he's probably going to face five or six lefties in this lineup, which kind of hurts his ceiling. Pitching kind of weak today. Manoa is someone that can put up 25-plus fantasy points. So I think he's okay. He's not the best option. But, I mean, I'm not really too concerned about price because there's a lot of cheap bats. So uh, any interest in Dean Kramer on the other side of this game? I mean, sitting at 8.4K, going up against Toronto, like obviously a very, very good hitting right lineup, uh, about league average in terms of strikeouts. Dean Kramer, below average strikeout pitcher, sitting at, I think, 18.9%, better versus lefties than he is versus righties. Probably going to struggle in this spot here. I don't think I could pay 8.4K for him. Yeah, you get a right-handed heavy Toronto offense, and Dean Kramer – is sitting at 16% Ks against right-handed hitters this year. So, nope. Um, This is an easy stay-away spot for me. I, I kind of like Toronto today. We don't have a ton of great hitting options, um, like expensive bats to pay up for today. And I think this is definitely one of those spots you want to pay up for. What are your thoughts around Toronto? Yeah, it's just so tough to actually pay up for them. Um, Again, there's not really cheap hitting or not really cheap pitching on the slate, rather. Like, I can't find a single cheap pitcher that I actually want to play. So it's an interesting spot here. If you can pay up for them, if you're going to pay down for pitching, it, they're going to be super, super low-owned. Um, just the way the slate is, everyone's going to pay up for pitching, and no one's going to be able to afford Toronto. They're not in a bad spot going up against Baltimore. Kramer is still a guy that gives up a decent amount of uh, points to righties, gives up a decent amount of hard contact, sitting – a little bit above league average in terms of fly balls. He's gotten super lucky this year. So Vlad, Springer, Bichette, Kirk, J. Oscar, Chapman, Guriel, all of them. All of them are pretty solid overall plays just because I'm expecting them to be at low single-digit ownership. And they shouldn't be, but it's just the way everything's going to turn out with pitching being what it is. Um, Yeah, I mean, I like the Toronto stack. I think there are some cheap bats that you can pair with them and we'll talk about them when we get there. Um, there's, I mean, there's some potential cheap bats in this lineup uh, depending on who's in there. So kind of have to see how it plays out, but Kirk has been extremely cheap on um, FanDuel and Yahoo and nobody likes playing catchers on FanDuel. So really like Kirk over there on FanDuel as well. Uh, Baltimore side, any interest here in the Baltimore bats against Alec Manoa? They're expensive, and they're probably not worth it. I mean, Manoa's really solid going up against righties. Slider is his main out pitch, so that's kind of why. So I can't really see playing anyone outside of – like, I'm not paying over 5K for Rutzman, Mullen, Santander. I'm not, probably not playing a righty, so Mountcastle, Hayes, Mateo are all out. I could see playing Gunnar Henderson, um, 3,300, but that's just kind of a one-off. Or if Jesus Aguilar is in the lineup – I could see going with him at just 2.4K to try and save some salary. But realistically, these the bats you want, all the lefties, are too expensive. And so I'm probably just staying away. Yeah, I'm probably going to stay away. Henderson, um, you know, talented prospect, 3,300. You can use him at second base. I, I don't mind that at all. 
Cincinnati at Chicago taking on the Cubs. Mike Miner going up against Assad. No total in this game, but it looks like wind's not going to be a factor. It's like one mile an hour um, blowing across the field. So the only thing here is, I mean, it's going to be about 70 degrees in this game. So not the best hitting conditions, but um, any interest here in Mike Miner? Miner's terrible. Miner is at this point, one of the worst pitchers in the league. I mean, he's not really striking many guys out, sitting at 17%. He's giving up home runs constantly, although he's been a little bit better recently, but that's probably just a sample size thing. XFIP is over five, ERA close to six. He's just not good anymore. I mean, the one positive that you kind of have is he's – can go over 100 pitches, but realistically, that can just backfire. It's not a bad matchup going up against Chicago. So, realistically, if you're just hoping for him to luck out, he's probably the most likely to luck out under 7K just because of that high pitch count. But, man, is the is all the choices below 7K just garbage on the slate where Mike Miner is actually a possibility. I think you're paying up for pitching on the slate. Um, yeah, I mean that's what it comes down to for me. Um, yeah, I think you're I think you're paying up for pitching on the slate, and yeah, that's it's kind of I I have no interest in minor. Like he's going to face seven or eight right-handed hitters here, um, and he's terrible against righties. He he's beyond bad against righties. So, um, Assad on the other side of this game. I mean the Cincinnati lineup is nothing to write home about, but. I mean, this guy just his command is all over the place. Um, I don't know what to think here. I'm probably, I'm probably not playing him. I think that that's simple to say. I'm not playing him. Yeah. Again, another just trash pitcher under seven K. Assad, while his ERA is, I think under one. It's not a big sample size. Ten innings. He's walking as many guys as he's striking out, which are in the low teens. Even going up against a bad Cincinnati team, I, I just can't stomach it. And pro- he's probably only going to go like 80 pitches, maybe. I, I just don't see any upside at all. If you're playing him, you're hoping for like five points, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy that started the season in double A, and they're just trying to get some innings here. So, yeah, no interest for me. Um, problem is, like, the Cincinnati bats, I don't love the Cincinnati bats. They're just really cheap. Um, so, I mean, Jake Fraley at 2.8 K is someone that I like a lot here. I would assume that we see him up towards the top of the lineup, probably batting lead off here. So, I mean, he's one of my favorite, like point per dollar plays on the entire slate. Um, is it TJ Fredell is yeah. another guy. He's 2.2 K. He's really cheap. Like I'm going to be looking at cheap bats here on Cincinnati. Maybe I get a three man stack out of it. Maybe I don't. Um, but I'm definitely going to be looking at Cincinnati as like a mini stack to save some money. I mean, depending on who's in the lineup, I could see myself stacking them up a decent amount. I mean, Barrero has been hot garbage in the league so far, but the main thing is him, Aristides, both those guys are big, big strikeout bats, like massive strikeout bats so far at this point um, in the season. But Assad just does not strike guys out again, sitting at 13%. They're sitting at 2K. They have the possibility of getting a home run. Friedel is a guy that has a ton of pop. And then Jake Fraley, yeah, that's he's one of my favorite point-per-dollar plays on the slate. 2,800, this guy's been pretty darn good over the last, what, month, month and a half. 
Guy's got some solid pop. Showed some solid pop in Seattle last year. Probably too cheap at 2800 So I could see myself going pretty heavy on Cincinnati bats just because of how bad pitching is. I mean, you get you get Fraley in there. Um, you get Friedel. You get Aquino, and you get Barrero all in your lineup. Pitching is no longer that much of a problem. You get Manoa and Darvish in there or whoever else. You can now spend – you can stack Toronto. Like it's it's a weird scenario where even if Cincinnati just puts up your bats you play just put up like thirty points twenty five points then you still have a chance just because you get top tier pitching on a slate where all the bottom tier pitching is just awful. Cubs bats here. I mean, I love the Cubs today. They're another really cheap offense. Um, you know, Contreras. We talked. Me and Keith were talking about on the podcast yesterday about if they're going to put him on the IL or not. And they finally put him on the IL. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's interesting when you're looking at everything on the slate and I mean, the Cubs, they just set up as like a team that could have a big game, like big season. Yeah. I mean, Suzuki, Hap, Morrell, um, Fran Mill, all guys with pop going up against minor minor this season is giving up near the most home runs per nine in the league sitting at 2.13, I think. And yeah. that's because he's not giving up a ton to lefties going up against righties. He's at 2.3 um, hard contact numbers have been there. The strikeouts are near non-existent going up against righties walks them a lot. So those guys with some pop all have a great shot at hitting the ball ballpark. Minor is just terrible. They'll keep him in for an extended period of time. So those would be my main guys that I want to target in this offense. But if you want to round it out with Madrigal or anyone else that is in the lineup that's cheap, go ahead. But I, I plan on targeting the power bats. Yeah, I mean, I I like the Cubs a lot. Suzuki, Hap, Reyes. Um, I mean, with Wisdom and Contreras out, like this seems like a great spot to attack this um pitcher i mean jan gomes 2.2k like not the most sexy play in the world but i mean that price is just phenomenal and if uh vasquez is in there he's been really good power wise against lefties and he's 2k um so i like both of these teams to save some money you know we talked about paying up for pitching and needing some value i think both these teams offer a lot of value on this slate um washington at st louis Eight total in this game. The Cardinals are a 320 favorite. Corey Abbott against Jordan Montgomery. Uh, Any interest here in Corey Abbott? Nah, he's hot garbage. Um, He is striking out guys at league average clip, so he's at least got that, but he's not good. I mean, sitting at 5.75x, but so far in the majors and some of that out of the bullpen. Was not good in the minors this year. Um, Was above a 5x flip in the minors. Strikeout stuff is not major league ready. He's not major league ready. St. Louis, one of the hotter hitting teams in baseball, have a ton of pop in there. He gives up a lot of home runs. I, I just I can't I can't rationalize playing him. Yep, no interest. Um struggles with command. And I mean, if you listen to this podcast before, you know that's like one thing that I'm like, nope, can't touch that. So Um, I like the St. Louis bats and we'll talk about that here in a second, but before we do, let's talk Jordan Montgomery. 
Washington, obviously, they have a little bit of power in this lineup at the top, but I mean, overall, this is a lineup that's very, very beatable. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a hard time not having Montgomery as the top pitcher on the slate after watching Quintana have five strong outing, five strong innings, five strikeouts, and only that one and run. Like Montgomery's a better pitcher than Quintana, and he should he should crush in this spot. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty safe. He has some upside. He's been pitching so well recently. Obviously, the K stuff has been a little bit better since coming over to uh, St. Louis. I don't know if he's my top pitcher. Um, Realistically, between Javier, between Darvish, Montgomery, and Manoa, um, if I had to rank him, it's probably probably Manoa last and the other three is a toss-up. So I'm kind of waiting to see who people are going to play on this slate. But Montgomery, like going up against one of the worst lineups in the league with the only decent hitter being Voight. Um, he's been so consistent recently outside of one matchup going up against Atlanta, which that Atlanta is a tough team. I I, I have no problem with any of these four. I don't have any of them differentiated from the other ones. That's probably all I'm playing is those four arms. And Montgomery is right up there with the top three. Shocking what um a good catcher does for you. Yaddy has um obviously changed the game for Montgomery here since joining this team. Any interest in the Washington bats? No, I mean Montgomery's been so good for uh for St. Louis. I, I could see using Void at under 4K, but that's kind of it. Um, I like St. Louis. Uh, you know, obviously you gotta pay up um for O'Neill Arenado Goldschmidt. Um, but I mean, this is definitely new bar is still way too cheap. Like they just don't want to increase his price. He's a guy with a ton of upside. Um, so I'm using him as some value Donovan. I might look at him for some value. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I like the St. Louis stack today for sure. Yeah. And you can definitely make it work. I mean, Gorman, new bar Donovan are all pretty solid. Um, Goldschmidt, Arenado, O'Neill. All expensive, but definitely worth it. Again, Abbott's giving up just a massive amount of home runs uh, to both sides of the plate. We don't have a huge sample size of it, but he was giving up a lot of bombs in AAA too. So he's not good. Struggles with control. Guys will be on base. He's just a well below average pitcher. One of the worst pitchers in the league. We have a few of those that are bottom 15 pitchers in the league, and Abbott's one of them, and St. Louis is one of the best lineups. But I really like Gorman, Newbar, and Donovan. And the small sample size, Abbott has given up just a ton of home runs to lefties. I think sitting at three home runs per nine and just like 40 innings in the majors. And, yeah, it's I, I'm, it's probably going to continue, and this St. Louis team has a ton of pop. All right, we got Texas at Houston. Makes me chuckle every time. I know I say it every time. It makes me chuckle every time. Eight and a half total in this one. The Astros, a 275 favorites. We got Cole Reagans going up against Christian Javier. Any interest here in Cole Reagans? Another one of the worst pitchers in baseball. No. Reagans sitting over a 6x fifth. Strikeout rate just absolutely abysmal at 15%. Walk rate over 10%. He's or he's at 11% uh, K rate and 12% walk rate. It's gotten so he's just so bad. No, just no. Going up against the, one of the best hitting teams in the league, absolutely not. I don't think he pitches deep in this game either. Um, I I looked and I couldn't see like a rehab start for him. Um, so I mean, he's only been out for two weeks. So I mean, that's that's not a short amount of time. You wouldn't expect yeah. him to be fully 
full a full go by 90 pitches here. I think we see well, it, was a, it was a calf injury too, so you can keep his arm uh stretched out a little bit. Coming from someone that does not you you've never pitched at a high level, have you? You use your oh, calf I'm not a saying lot. he's I'm not <laughs> saying he's I know you use your calf a ton, but I'm saying he can keep his arm limber. It's not like if he had a shoulder injury where he just has to fully rest that. He can keep his arm limber enough. He's not going to be in full pitching form after he two was weeks. playing Xbox, Grant. I mean, MLB the show, that's a great way to keep your thumbs in shape. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we're not playing him regardless whether or yeah. not he throws 60 pitches or 90 pitches. It doesn't matter. You're not playing him today. Um, Christian Javier, I mean, the matchup's not – the worst it's not the it's not the best um what are your thoughts here on javier i mean he's got big strikeout upside i mean yeah texas the top half of the lineup is good the bottom half is absolutely garbage javier sitting over a 30 percent k rate he probably has the highest upside of any pitcher on this slate i think he is either my number one or number two pitcher here um like he can put up 30 some odd points in this spot I know that Texas has some has Seager, has Simeon, has some decent bats up top, but again, the bottom of this lineup is horrible. And you're not looking at a single other pitcher, I think, over 25% K rate on this entire slate outside of maybe Darvish's um by a little bit. But yeah, I mean Javier is giving you the most upside. I think he's my favorite arm on the slate. Fair enough. Um I'm definitely not going to argue with you when you're looking at like ceiling. He probably has the highest ceiling on the slate strikeout wise. So um, any interest in the Texas bats? I mean, I, I can't rationalize paying up for any of these guys. Um, I mean, I know Javier gives up a decent amount of power. He's a big extreme fly ball pitcher who gives up a decent amount of hard contact. The strikeout rate is there. So if you want to take a shot on anyone, it's probably, probably Heim at 3,700 just because he's cheap, maybe low potentially Duran, um, any of those guys can take him deep. But every one of the bats that you really want in your lineup, Seager, Garcia, Simeon, are all over 5K and not worth it going up against an elite pitcher. Yeah, I mean, Lowe is interesting because he's a massive ground ball hitter facing a guy that has a 52% fly ball rate. Um, so I don't hate that. I mean, I don't hate Seager. It's just his price is so expensive. Um, you're really going to need a home run at that price. Uh, as far as the Houston bats go, I mean, we kind of said it. You want to target Reagan's here. You want to target the Houston bats. I mean, Altuve, McCormick is in there. He's a cheap bat that you're potentially looking at. Um, Mancini is someone this season has struggled a little bit against lefties, but I mean, he's 4.1K in this matchup. So McCormick's 2.6K. I like Houston here. They're definitely another team that I'm looking at, you know, stacking. Yeah, um, we don't have a huge sample size with Reagan's going up against lefties, righties, but he does have, I think his best pitch is his changeup. So I'm looking at him kind of being splits neutral. Uh, so anyone, Altuve, Alvarez, Bregman, Tucker, Mancini's in the lineup, throw him in there. Because um, like I said, Reagan's is bad. He's very, very, very bad and gives up a decent amount of power. So yeah, play play any Houston bat with some pop. I mean, them and probably St. Louis are two of the, and San Diego are the three best stacks on the slate by a decent margin. You just have to pay up for them. So you can make it work by paying down a pitcher, which is 
you're getting trash pitcher, or you can double stack him with likes like Cincinnati. All right, we got Cleveland at Kansas City. Sounds like it's going to be an opener situation for Cleveland um, with Morris opening and then Plinkenton um, coming in and pitching in long relief. Zach Granke coming off the aisle for for Cleveland. Um, there are a couple books that have a total out at seven and a half for this game, and they have the Guardians as a 135 favorite. Probably close. Um Probably like the total a little bit over there, but um, any interest here in the Cleveland situation? No, no. I mean, Pilkington's not even a good pitcher. Um, I don't think it's been a while since he's gotten into double digits. Although I think the last time he had a good outing was against Kansas city months ago. He's just not very good. I mean, the guy is sitting at close to a five XFIP is he started off striking out a lot of guys in his first few outings. I think his ER or his, K-rate is sitting around 15% since then. So I, I can't justify playing him. You're you're just hoping for seven or eight points, which, I mean, may be able to get it done if you can stack up the top offenses and the uh, high-priced arms to end up faltering. But, yeah, Pilkington at 6.7K going probably four innings, maybe five if you're lucky, and he's not even a good arm. No real interest in him. Yeah, I mean, no real interest. I like picking on Kansas City, but they're they're gonna be able to throw quite a bit of right-handed hitters at him too. Um, yeah, just no interest for me. I, we don't even know how deep he's gonna go. Um, I mean, he pitched two days ago and threw two innings. So, how how long is he really gonna go in this game? I think this is gonna be a full-on bullpen type of game for Cleveland, where they you know try to get a combined six innings out of Morris and Plinko. Um, not just not enough upside. And then Zach Granke on the other side of this game, it's not like Cleveland is the best offense in the world. Um, I mean, they have two or three power hitters at best, but Zach Granke just doesn't strike anybody out. I mean, he's sitting at a 13% K rate on the season, 8% swing and strike rate. Like, and he's coming off of the IL and it was a forehand, um, forearm. Uh, yeah. I just no interest in me in Zach Granke. So Grinky is my favorite low-priced pitcher. Um, well, his strikeout rate is terrible. A lot of that is from April and May. Um, he was striking out no one. He's got together more, and by got together more, I mean he has a 16% K rate since the All-Star break. If we hear a pitch count is going to be around 85, 90, he's my favorite cheap option, which, again, is not saying much. I think he... Cleveland is not a high strikeout offense, so I'm expecting like three strikeouts from him. But he's the only guy under 7K I could see getting 15-plus points on this entire slate. Um, everyone else is just complete and total hot garbage. Everyone under 8K. So, Grinky, if you're not going to pay out for the top four, if we hear that Grinky is going to be allowed to go 85 pitches, he is my favorite low price pitcher on the slate, My Fifth favorite pitcher overall on the slate, which is just silly. But it's just kind of the way the slate is. Grinky is going to be the guy that gives you the ability to stack Houston, to stack Toronto, to stack San Diego, to stack St. Louis. Um, like that's he's the unless you want to out of all the sub 7K pitchers, he is the only one with any real potential at putting up a decent outing. 
Can I take some jelly beans from you? I don't think he scores more than 10 fantasy points. Give me give me the under on 10 fantasy points. I want some some starburst jelly beans. How about this? Um he will be a top two pitcher out of the sub 8k price range. I mean the sub 8k price range is all terrible. Just pay up a pitcher today. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying if you have to pay down. <laughs> Like this is the I, point I, I'm making. I'm not saying. Uh, no, I know. I hear what you're saying. I just uh, I don't think he scores more than ten fantasy points. But I don't think maybe anybody scores more than ten fantasy points. I mean, Kyle Wright's getting blown up by Oakland, so anything's possible. Um, I'm not tilting that at all. How about this? He'll either get over ten points, or he will be the highest scoring pitcher under seven K. No, he's going to score under ten points. Yeah, that could be four more than anyone else under ten K. <laughs> That's true. All right, fine. Okay. Zach Ranky, I'm not playing him. I hope it works out for anybody that does. I hope it doesn't because, I mean, I want to target some bats against him today. Um, Jose Ramirez is really expensive, but Josh Naylor is 4K. I really like that. Stephen Kwan, a little expensive at 4.8K. Not my not my favorite. Um, Jimenez has shown good power at 5,200, so... Really low owned, maybe potential three man Cleveland stack here, but Josh Naylor is probably my favorite. Um, this is a guy that has big power, hits the ball really hard, and Zach Greinke is going to be someone that is very hittable. Yeah, it's pretty much Naylor and Ramirez for me. Um, no one else is really worth the price tag. I mean, I could see if they come in really low owned, stacking up Cleveland just as kind of a uh, low on stack just because they're going to put the ball in play a, decent, a lot and they could always land on the right side of Babbitt but Ramirez and Naylor the only two I could see hitting out of the ballpark here hey our boy um, Mayor's finally got a couple strikeouts ooh how many is he sitting at two he's probably only like what 35 pitches in no he's at 50 we're, we're not looking good on that one I did get my Bieber over he made me sweat but Got my Bieber over. I got my. I thought I was done for with my Framber under. I still might be done for. He needs to get this out. Um, but I have him under two and a half earned runs, and he gave up one unearned, and he's given up three runs. So he just needs this out right here versus Mathis, and and I win a little bit of money. All right. Um, any interest here in the Kansas City bets? Prado. Massey, um, Dozier. Those are the main guys. I mean, again, I can't justify spending up for Whit Perez, Melendez. Um, neither Pilkington no, nor Morris are very good pitchers. So I'm targeting the power bats that are cheaper with Massey and Prado um, and Dozier. That, that's kind of it. Yeah, I mean, so Plinko, say he throws four innings, maybe three. Maybe two. Um, Cleveland doesn't have a lot of lefties in the bullpen. I think they only have two other lefties unless they called somebody else up recently. Uh, they're one of the teams that very right-handed heavy bullpen. So, you know, Prado, like you were talking about, I think you maybe only one at bat against a left-handed pitcher. Um, and they want to see, it seems like they want to get him as at bats. So I'm not too concerned. Massey's cheap as well. Um, Someone to watch and see if he's in the lineup or not that's shown a little bit of pop is Drew Waters. Um, we'll have to see if he's in there because, I mean, he's shown a little bit of pop. So 
We finished it out. Arizona at San Diego. Tommy Henry going up against you, Darvish. Eight total in this game. The Padres at 210 favorites. Uh, any interest here in Tommy Henry? No. Why is he almost 8K? Like, this guy is not good. Over a 5X, the piss poor 16% K rate, double digit walk rate. He's not good in any sense of the any sense of baseball. Um, he's just bad. So, why he is. Sitting at close to 8K on this slate, I don't know, but I'm not using him. Yep, I'm with you. Um, I mean, this is another reason you're just paying up. It's not like the Padres have been great against left-handed pitching this season, but, I mean, Soto might be the only lefty in this lineup, and this guy is really struggle right-handed hitters, so I um, think I'm just going to stay away from the situation. You Darvish on the other side here. Arizona is not a huge strikeout team, but I mean, we don't have a lot of great options at pitcher today, and I think Darvish could go out and just have a solid outing. Um, so I don't mind, I don't mind Darvish here, but I don't think he has like massive ceiling. I think like Javier has more ceiling than him. Yeah, I still think Darvish is probably my number two favorite pitcher, followed by Montgomery, followed by uh, Manoa. I mean, Darvish going up against Arizona while they have been a bit hotter recently, have been doing a lot better. Um, <laughs> He still is a good pitcher um, with above-average strikeout rate stuff. Second-highest strikeout rate on the slate here at 25%. He'll, he can go up 111 pitches. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't love it, but he is uh, he is probably my number two favorite option on the slate. Um, let's talk bats. Any interest here in the Arizona bats? Not against Darvish. Um I can't really see anyone being a good play for their price tag. Darvish is a solid ace. I can't use him. I can't use any of these Arizona bats. Said Henry has struggled with right-handed hitters this season. Um, Obviously, Machado is expensive. Um, But, I mean, like Alfaro is 4K. He's kind of up there. If Nola is in there, he's 3,300. So whichever catcher I think is okay. Will Myers at 3,300 is somewhat interesting if he cracks the lineup. But, I mean, San Diego's in a good spot. They're just really expensive on the slate. Yeah, I mean, Machado has been on a heater recently, playing some good baseball over the last week, week and a half. Um, Sitting at 6K, it's tough to pay for him. Soto, lefty-lefty is fine still. Um, Profar. Pretty much anyone's fine. They're a good stack overall. Henry's a bad pitcher. Doesn't give up a ton of home runs, but he does give up a decent amount of runs. He gets wild. He does the strikeout guys. So good hang lineup in San Diego is probably right up there with Toronto and Houston and St. Louis. I mean, those are the four best stacks on the slate. They probably have the four highest team totals by decent margin. And it's kind of where you're going. And I mean, it's just, can you pay for them? All right, let's play the morning grind game, which is a little tough today, but hey, whatever. We'll make it work. Uh, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? Uh, it's not going to happen, but Mike Miner. Yeah, I mean, I think both of us would say probably none of these guys get there. Um, if you said the over-under at 0.5, with minus 110 juice on both sides, I would bet the under all day. 
Yeah, me too. I'll go Tommy Henry. Um, yeah, and I don't love it by any means. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? You know, I'm just going to be nice and leave Dean Kramer for you. I'll take Manoa. Okay. I'll take Dean Kramer. Works for me. Over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got going yard today? I'm going to go with... It's a tough one. Um, shouldn't be that tough. I'm just going to go with Arenado. I'm going to go right at 4K and say Suzuki for the Chicago Cubs. I like that. He has not hit a home run since 821. But Mike Miner does wonderful things for people. Give me a guy under 4K to get two hits today. Uh, Newbar is under 4K, right? Yeah, <laughs> Lars Newbar. Great name. Great name. I'm going to stick on my Mike Miner train and say Framil Reyes, and one of those two hits is going to be a home run. Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Houston. All right. I'm going to stay on the trend and say the Chicago Cubs. I really like the Chicago Cubs today. Um, famous last words, Grant. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nope. Just a few more days. Two more days till football season. Oh, if you if you have legal sports books, check the DraftKings promos. I think they still have the uh, Thursday night football game. If they get up by one touchdown, um, then you win your bet regardless of if they win or lose um, for the Buffalo Rams game. It's a great, great, great promo. There you go. All right. Tomorrow we got Will coming on. We're going to talk to baseball slate and Thursday night football. Hope everyone has a great Wednesday. Good luck, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Hey, kids.